You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to 15 Minutes of Flame, where we talk and talk about sex, cannabis, and other things in between. I know I've been on a short hiatus for a little while, a summer vacay, unintentionally, but uh, I've been traveling quite a bit uh, to Mississippi, D.C., Maine, Chicago, um, and my usual commute from New York City to Detroit. So, So your girl has spent a lot of time in the sky other than being on cloud nine. So, okay. But, uh, actually speaking of Chicago, a few of my sister girls have come in town riding in from the shy one by way of the ATL, uh, for the first high times cannabis cup hosted in Detroit this weekend. So, uh, my girls are in the studio to chop it up on a few things and, uh, to talk about their experience, um, at the cannabis cup. Welcome gals. We got Becky here. Hi, thank you for having me. And we got Drina. Hey. Hello, hello. All righty. So um, <clears throat> before we get into like uh, our actual experience of the Cannabis Cup, I usually give a little bit of cannabis news and events. And since my girl from Shy is here, you know, I, it's been, wow, maybe eight weeks since I last uh, been on the mic with you all. And we were just kind of talking about Illinois gearing up for legalizing recreational marijuana and they finally did so uh now illinois has joined the uh 10 states that have already fully legalized recreational marijuana so yay yeah we're excited we're excited i believe it's january 2020 we'll have medical i'm sorry 2020 we'll have medical marijuana so we're excited. We have a couple of dispensaries now, so we're hopefully have more on the rise. So it's like pretty much in Detroit where you can drive around with your ganja and you don't have to worry about it anymore, right? Not yet, I think. Um, I mean, the consequences may not be as severe, maybe, um, where you may be locked up, you know, might just receive a ticket right now. But I think when January 2020, mm-hmm. January 2020, we'll see... Um, what entails then okay. um so just medical right now so we're open we'll see okay okay well i don't know i was excited because i'm like oh that's another place i can go and you know yes, i don't have to worry exactly. about having a stash and i can smoke freely without you know mm-hmm. i mean people of color already look at the police and worry but right? that's just one less reason exactly. <laughs> i have to worry uh but anywho so yeah this was actually your first cannabis festival, and this was the first time the High Times Cannabis Cup was hosted in the D. So what did you think? Amazing. Um, I love the fact that it was close, the proximity, you know, well, six-hour six drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, just just a, a quick three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour drive from Chicago. <laughs> and the fact, uh, and then just the environment just to get here, and for me, this just the where the location of where they're having it and the amount of people and how eclectic it is and young, old and no nationality. It's just I mean, it's an amazing thing to see it in tamales and food and in candy and um various forms and yeah. everyone just freely and peace. It was amazing. I've been a many fest, but never ever ever a cannabis. 
a cannabis fest. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the pricing, you mm-hmm. know, you and I were speaking about the pricing. We were, I, I you know, the things would be somewhat cheaper, like a bargain, or they kind of upsell because it's a fest. So right, right. We really think it's a little upsell, a little upselling oh, yeah. in oh, there, yeah. a little upselling. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Drina? I feel like the the prices at the festival were a little higher, but when say when you come from from, from some place like Georgia, you're just happy to be able yes. to see. <laughs> <laughs> how open it is and free it is and the avail- availability of it. So you're willing to pay that just to be at the festival and enjoy it. Right. I feel you. You know, um, <clears throat> I've been to the the High Times Cannabis uh, Cup in Clio, Michigan before. So to me, it was pretty much the same, except that it felt like it was in a city because we was in an industrial like park right. and that so kind of cool. thing. So we didn't have the grass to lean on and kind of look up at the <clears> sky <throat> while we were high. But <laughs> um, it it still was a pretty similar experience where it seems like you had the direct farmers that were selling product, you know. Um, so in that sense, if you can't get it in the dispensaries, it's kind of exclusive. So you want to buy it there because you can't get it. And some of it is good and it's top quality. And some of them won awards and the cannabis cup before and that kind of thing. But um honestly, compared to other ones, you know, I, I went to the D.C. festival for the past couple of years. I didn't go this year because I knew I was coming to the Michigan festival. But in the past couple of years, I went there. And, you know, it's a little different because of the regulation in each city, too. You know what I'm saying? Like in D.C., you can't just outright buy marijuana, even though it's legal. So, you know, you were buying like a cute little chocolate bar and your weed oh, came with it okay, got <laughs> as, you. you know, the transaction kind of thing. Okay. Um, but you were able to buy some trees there, you know, at the festival. Um So I don't know. It may have changed within the year that I've gone. Right. Um. But, you know, it, 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 it was similar to what the high times was. You know, they had the seminars and things like that. So it was educational. You know, you had your legislators who, you know, have been advocating and uh, trying to help pass the bills for legalization in their state speaking and stuff like that. So we missed that part, you know, because we, we weren't in the inside as much. Right. Because earlier, you know, I think they were having those kind of seminars. So. At least we have a weekend pass. We can, mm-hmm. you know, see some of that stuff today. But, um, but yeah, you know, and then of course there's other cannabis friendly events that they have now that aren't necessarily festivals like cannabis retreats and things like that. They may be on a smaller scale, but they have vendors because that's what it's about. That's what the festival really is about. The vendors, right? The festival, the vendors. having the food trucks, having some entertainment. And a few workshops, and and that's that's pretty much what it was. But um, I also agree that it's the most eclectic, diverse. That was amazing festival I've ever been Older to. Older folks, people with canes, people in yes. wheelchairs, young people, all races, spiked hair, yeah. green hair, yes. blue hair, <laughs> rich looking folks, yes, nice clothing, diamonds, mm. and. Grunge crowds. Yes. And I like the industrial setting. Oh, that was amazing. It was nice. I know. They even had the trains. Trains still going by. Yeah, the, the, the cargo trains. really cool. The abandoned warehouse or the fact we got to go into the warehouse <laughs> just to 
Yeah. It was like a scene from a movie almost. Like, you know, yeah. that's the funny thing about it, it's interesting getting an outside perspective on that. Now that I'm thinking right, about it, we because we've never, I've never in been Detroit, there. you know, people focus on how things have gone down and and the way we repurpose things. Well, that was a great repurpose. You know what I'm saying? The way we repurpose things, yeah. it, it, it kind of made for a great experience. Great. You know? So, someone yeah. Someone out of town, probably locally too, though, but someone out of town and, and someone being and the first organic timer to right. Detroit. And the first, oh, right, right. That's true. It's my first time to Detroit, so. Oh well, welcome. I'm so 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 far so good then, huh? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, and and most definitely smoking on some <clears throat> some really good ganja around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I like the um, dispensary kind of look. The up. dispensary, you yeah. like that that the goods from the dispensary oh, better? Yeah, I do. I do think I do. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because you know the car holder. I so. Yeah, let's go back to the prices at the fest, right? So, like I said, I know it's top quality. And most people are willing to pay the, right, the, the dollar for the vacation, top quality. Right. You, that's you what you mind. came to do, splurge. Right. You, you know what I mean? You, you, you kind of prepare yourself for that. But then when you see that you can get top quality for less, if you just have a card or a hookup with someone with a card, then you'd be like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> let me just enjoy the festivities at the mm-hmm. fest. <laughs> And get really get my goods get somewhere started. else. You know what I mean? So, and, and that's the but thing. But you're right. If I didn't have that resource, then I would, would right, it would be a problem. i just get what I wanted or thought, oh, that's cool. I want that. I wouldn't think about the numbers as much at the festival. Mm-hmm. But, so I guess I've been privied, <laughs> per se. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, one of these days I'm going to dedicate a, a show topic to the whole shopping experience because it's an experience shopping mm. for marijuana now i haven't gotten like, that yet i'm gonna get to, i'm gonna i want of course that. yeah well, well when you when the states that have legalized it like michigan too you know you still have to we can buy it for someone and give it to them but you know people who don't have a card still I can't, can't go, go to in. the dispensary right. yeah you can't go in I was like, oh my gosh. yeah so you know but when that opportunity does happen, then a lot of people, a lot more people are going to have opinions and ratings on some of these dispensaries because the mm-hmm. shopping experience is really cool. I like a good butt tender, somebody who's, you know, selling me, but because they understand what I'm looking for and they're knowledgeable about the strain and what it does for me and that kind of thing. But I also like, the deals, okay? So <laughs> I look forward to my little text messages. Usually I I can't, I can do a whole day without getting text messages. But my dispensary text, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. What is the deal for the day? I'd be happy to get those. So, you know, when they got the five gram eighth specials, I'm all on it, you know. and and Or when my favorite strain is on sale. That's a good deal. Or like the caviar, you know, top shelf is on sale three for 30 or, you know, 40 or whatever. That's great. So, yeah, the shopping experience in in the dispensaries is pretty great. And I want more people to share their experiences eventually. Uh, Okay. So, um, yeah, let's switch over to sexuality for a minute. So, um. There was a YouTube clip that uh, 
resurface because you and I know actually two people in common in this video, you know, people that we, we actually went to school with. And it was about black women. It then was a video from 2010. Okay. Right. And it said okay. three to six million black women um, basically are single or, or aren't married, never have been married, et cetera. So that's almost a decade ago. So this that is almost, almost a decade ago. A decade okay. ago. Okay. Okay. And, you know, it's interesting that psh, the relevancy is, is still, pretty much still, still, yeah. still prevails. Still prevails. Yeah. You know, um, and <clears throat> some of the issues that came up were, you know, the number of, of, of black men who were incarcerated. And if you even take away from that, you know, looking at education levels or the number of available partners in general, um, you would still have a number of black women who are single. Um but, you know, my co my comment in our conversation was that, you know, I look at how many friends I have. I mean, even though I'm single, but I look at the number of friends I have that not only have been married, have been married twice, you know, um, including you ladies who, who, <laughs> who I appreciate you being able to um, come and talk about this with me. Um, so, you know, I, I think about whether it's people's ideas and their own preconceived ideas about the availability and the opportunity to be married that's holding them back from being married. Um, because I look at people like yourselves and other women who have been married twice, and it's just like obviously they don't have a problem finding marriage partners because they've done it more than once. <laughs> so, you know, are people holding themselves back or or is there something to the idea that so many black women are single because of what? Is there this one size fit all answer? I don't think there's a one size fit fits all answer. I think it was works for that individual. Some people know what they want and they're willing to hold out for that. And then some people are willing to say, Okay, I love this person and I will compromise and accept some things that come with this person, but to what degree to degree? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, go ahead, Becky. No, no, no. I was going to just say, um, <clears throat> I always say, like, well, my current mate, I don't know really. He knows things. I know people. And like, I watch people and patterns and I feel like. Regardless of your race or your socioeconomic status, you know, in relationships, you got to be vulnerable. It's the word I'm going to come to. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, I see a lot of my black women um, not as vulnerable. I'm not saying walked all over, you know, passive, let him barefoot pregnant, you know, but you got to be vulnerable and we're so guarded. And, um, I know a little raunchy, but I say, you know, if you're willing to open up your legs, you have to be willing to open up your mouth and your heart as well. You know, mm, women are willing nasty. to open up their legs and do all these things, but then they don't want to talk and they don't want to, you know, be vulnerable. Or, you know, I feel using I statements, being assertive, you know, so, you know, putting their feelings out there. Those are kind of part of sh the struggle. And, you know, yeah, I just think that plays a, a big part in it. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm hearing you say pretty much what 
therapist or counselors would tell couples is like, where's the communication? That's a big part of it. Like you're saying that you have to be able to be open to communicate, you know, your needs, not just, you know, your sexual ability. You know, you have to be able to communicate what you want, your desires. But some women feel like they do, mm-hmm. you know. They feel like they maybe groom themselves to be these good women for a good man or the right partner. I, I, and I don't, you know, I also think that it comes, I say, the vulnerability. And then I'm going to go back a little things that sometimes we don't have control over is our upbringing. Like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I watch certain things, um, you know, being around, I had all brothers. And I know Drina as well had all brothers, you know, watching. And that's something we do have in common. We're both only girls. Mm-hmm. We both had a father in a home. Mm-hmm. And watching him do certain things, some do's and don'ts. And so I took those out of what do's and don'ts I want in a relationship. So some things were a turn on and some things are a turn off, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of knowing what those are. And you spoke about being me being married more than once, you know, I learned from that first marriage, you know, um, a, a little something, something in the second marriage. And I think no marriage is perfect, but I think that sometimes we have to say, what is this? See the forest for the trees, forest in front of the trees. Like, what are your values? What are your beliefs? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. get, get all that established and stick Talk to about that, that, man. That's right. Stick to that. Excuse me, know what those are and don't freak from those, you know. So, and that's to me, that's that's something I learned. Like in my first marriage, yo, I was not, I forgot all of my core values, yo. What happened? <laughs> Gee, what happened to my core uh-huh, values? Uh-huh. I forgot all of those. And <coughs> not saying my second marriage is perfect, but at least, I, at least I got my core values. At least I got the things that I know that ingrained in me mm-hmm. from from the gate. You know, so that's what I learned from one or two. And like I said, no marriage. I think it's good to be somebody's friend. That's something I learned as well. Like, you know, love is a beautiful thing. But my girl here, Drina, as I've always told her, as I've known her for quite some time, like I've known both of these sisters right here for over 20 years. But, you know, love don't pay no bills. That's right, you always, Man. You always tell me that. <laughs> I tell both of y'all that. Right. I love him. I love you know what? Deals, I, I never man. seen a check wrote. Man, with love. Ain't never, ever, <laughs> ever. You better like that Negro. You that Negro better like you. Do you like him? But it's just something to be young, dumb, and in love. And that's mm-hmm. how I was on my first marriage. Mm-hmm. I would say when I first got married, I was 22 and a half going on 23. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and we were young, dumb, and in love when we were overseas in Germany in the mm-hmm. military. And we just fell in love and we got married within six months. Wow, okay. really? And we were just like best friends. I mean, mm-hmm. we could literally go a whole weekend and not leave our, our barracks, our room. Mm-hmm. That's how in love we were. So we were best love. friends too. <laughs> right. But we were still young. So and like love. We, you know, we, we were learning <laughs> and growing with each other. Uh-huh. And I mean, we got divorced eight years later, but to this day, we still good friends. Love. Mm-hmm. We could call each other and talk for 30, 45 minutes and... We're still, you know, the best of friends. Well, but we I ain't were just got young. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say cut off that shit? I don't know shit about that, but you know, but yes. Yeah, so, you know. yeah, 
Like if if I know now, if I what I knew back in my first marriage, mm. if I know that now, then we probably would made it. We always wow. say we we would have been married twenty some years. Mm-hmm. We got married at twenty two. Timing too. Well, y'all, you you you, you feel like you probably needed to still grow a little grow bit, a bit before. Mm-hmm. So now I use that in my second marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Communication, mm-hmm. compromise, learning that person. Right. Yeah. I, I I mean, like I said, I don't I don't know what those things feels feels like, but because uh, I have not been married at this point. Um, but, you know, I think a couple of things, I think going back to what you said, uh, Becky, about the upbringing and environment. I think that really does play an important role, because if I look at all my friends that have been married, all of my close sister girls, with the exception of probably one. Y'all all did grow up with mom and dad in the home you know what I mean and you all have been married you know at least once um well maybe with the exception of two and so um you know when I think about my own upbringing yeah you know my mom she's remarried now but you know I watched my mom date growing up you know what I'm saying and um you know she taught me to be an independent young lady so i didn't get the everyday dynamics once that period of time came when i was interested in boys to to understand those roles i mean i had my grandparents but it wasn't the same and especially with what i've learned as i've grown up to become an adult it's almost like uh for real though okay you know, it's a lot of things the elders don't talk about when it comes to these relationships right. and marriages right you know but um, that's a whole nother topic in itself. Right. <laughs> but I mean, you, you could look at the side of that too, because as far as you were taught to be independent mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. do it your way, for us, say we were taught to 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 be with someone and and compromise. So then mm-hmm. that made us say, okay, in my first marriage, maybe I felt the need that I needed to get married, mm-hmm. as opposed to. You know, if that's what you saw, right, and it was just, just like, like that's wow. what you just do. Right. You know, that's what you just do because that's right. what you right. watch your parents. Maybe do. I wouldn't have got married that young. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and the thing is, my brother is married, and my mom always said she knew that he would marry young because of how close him and I were. So you know, my brother growing up with with two women in the household, you know, was used to having a woman around him, and he mm-hmm. did get married. I think around twenty five. Wow. So you know, um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's really interesting, but I also think that, and I've had to be honest with myself, you know, you and I have been having this conversation for 20 years, you know. Uh, People have to be honest about what they want for themselves, you know, because a certain amount of independence uh, is not going to fly if you do want to be in a marriage. Right, I do agree. You know, I, I believe that, you know, you don't absolve yourself in a marriage, but I do believe two people come together in a marriage. You know what I'm saying? And that could be one of the reasons why, you know, I don't I don't think I've struggled with it because I'm OK. You know what I mean? But I do want a life partner. Now, marriage is one way to have that. You know, some people are life partners and they've been together 20, 30 years and they don't have a marriage license. But everybody know they're together. You know, um, they used to have common law marriages. That was one of the reasons why that. That was a thing, you know, by law, if you live together with a partner that was of the opposite gender for so long, the state is going to recognize you as, as as being married. So, you know, you have other arrangements, especially nowadays. You have more people, you know, domestic partnerships, you know, before gay marriage was allowed. You have mm-hmm. people who have other uh 
relationship type of arrangements. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and marriage is one of them. It's the most dominant one around the world anyway. Right. You know? Um. So, yeah. So the other funny thing, speaking of, of marriage, marriage. I know. I was married now. <laughs> I mean, I would like to get married. <laughs> Um, because you know, at the end of the day, that's the other thing that's, that's really funny. People always say, "But you're so beautiful," and so you know, so many beautiful women and so many beautiful. Edu- mm-hmm. You know, love don't pay the bills, and neither does beauty, unless you're using your beauty to get that money to pay right. the bills. That's that's one thing. Um, but you know, you gotta. You know, as, as we get older, I forget somebody uh, said this the other day. As you get older, the beauty ain't on the outside; the beauty's on the inside. It is. You know man. what I'm saying? So it, it's a lot of people who think and all that. You I know, agree. outside stuff like I'm pretty, my job, my degree. That's, that's outside stuff. You know what you it got on the inside. Yeah, that's what. That's you know the what I mean? Are, are you hurt? Are you bruised? Right. You know yourself. And your mate you know, sees that. They see the inside. They don't just see that outside. You know, you're, they're going to see. Mm-hmm. And you want someone to see the inside, not just right. the outside. You attract that which you are. Yeah. And I, know? I think it goes through phases also. Mm-hmm. I, I totally you know, agree okay. with that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm 47. And, yes, I'm married. But at the same time, at the age I am and my friends who are my age and not married, at this phase, they not really – Pressed about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I would be the same way if I was. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm, I'm good. Mm -hmm. In in my thirties, I was, you know, I felt the need Mm -hmm. need to get married. I I feel you. Husband and that, but see, after that, you hit a certain age also where you like, you know what? I'm gonna do me. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. And I think the reasons for marriage may change because you know when you're young, you think I want to get married, I want to have a baby, the family, and the the ideal things that society thinks by a certain age and stage you should you should be doing all of these things. Um, But the other thing is that yeah, you know, you have people who are at a certain stage in life and they may be like over that or they may have children and don't want any more children anyway. So they hoping they right. don't meet somebody that wants kids cuz it's just like you I'm know, at a different phase. Now. Yeah, you know, people are at uh different life phases. I remember my mom used to say the first time you get married for love, the second time is for companionship. So, you know, when you're in your 40s, you you really looking for a companion. Because marriage is, is like a business contract. How are we going to handle these things together so we can mm-hmm. grow, you know, our future? Business, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, you, you may be growing a future more so than a family, you know. Um, together you are family, you know. So, um, so yeah. So the other thing is, is, speaking of marriage, as I was about to say, now this is funny. Because um, I remember Becky looked at me like, huh, when I asked you about this. So... There was a suggestion on Facebook. A question was posed anyway uh, about should we have marriage license reevaluated like other state licenses, like every five years or maybe every 10 years? Should we reevaluate and renew marriage licenses for couples? You know, whether or not it requires all these other aspects like counseling or anything like that. That's we don't know. Right but I'm just saying the the, the question at hand. Um, what do you think about the idea? And, and how would you feel if you had to do that? 
if you had to. Wow, now that's deep. If you had to, mm-hmm. let's say like because I do gotta renew what my driver's license. Mm-hmm. I gotta renew. What else? That's it, pretty much. Um, what else what? do I renew? Insurance. You renew your driver's license, your insurance. Okay. So, like, let's say it was mandatory. That feel like now I get into my business, like only God can judge me type situation. <laughs> and now it becomes a moral and values type things. Like, you know, what two people do in their household is on them. That, but you, you know get married saying? through the state. That and that's anyway, the part though. that is true, though. But that's what I was going. I was going to mm-hmm. come back to. But the state does have to. I can't get married without the state. But then the state not going to tell me no. The state wasn't like. Becky, no, you can't marry this man. They should have told me on that first one. Like they should have been like, Becky, no, <laughs> that's not. They should have said, "That's not the one for you, Becky." No, no, hindsight. no. Hey, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> so what I mean, like the state, are they gonna interject like that? Like you should be able to have to run through a machine, and they're mm-hmm. like, boom. No, non-compatible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love him. No, no, the state say you're non-compatible. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if that's the case, I feel like I should have, you should have some type of license before you have children. Mm. Now, that's, I know that's deep and that's really going reproductive, but some of these people out here don't need to have these babies. They out here just got them all jacked up, messed up, on their ninth one, on dope, don't take care of them. State should have came in right then and there. Mrs. Wilson, No. You done jacked up these two. You can't have no more. But ain't nobody do that. So I don't mm-hmm. know. That becomes tricky. Like, okay, renewal. So what, when I come in there renew and they tell me no, like this, he ain't the one for you? Do I got to go through counseling? I don't know. There's a I lot of variables. Maybe they look at, has there been any domestic violence mm-hmm. caused to your home in the last five years? Well, then I'm straight then. <laughs> they going to be like, you good. Y'all good. Then that, that's the only real. Are they going to look at my finances? They going to see how to messed up this damn money? Like, what are they going to look at? What? Are, what? Are, it's a true. lot of variables there, man. Maybe they, they just ask you to... Do you go do through you a lot? Do this again? Are you sure I mean, this is a decision right. you want to make? Like the parole board, they come together, they talk to you, <laughs> they try to evaluate if if you at the level you need to be at to get back out there. <sighs> I mean, but that's a bad example because that's kind of biased. But I'm just saying, you know, people coming together to reevaluate. What if and one make person want to stay and the other one want to go? Now, what have you done here? I mean, but you know, I think it should be more of. An I'm gonna option. get back to that okay. question, Becky. That's what I think. She's trying to, I think it should be like an option, mm. maybe five years. Because, you know, I'm a Pisces, so we change our minds a lot. <laughs> we, we could be going this way and this way at the same time. So, oh, I know. So maybe you could I don't get know that how that happens. But. Maybe you could get that five-year option to oh, weigh your Lord. options and say, did I really make the, the right decision? Okay, so maybe you could have an option and say for and five you wanna, years you could do legal you, separation do and the then five, come back in five years. I want to do years. the five-year opt-out. <laughs> Some people are going to be mad at this commentary right here. How are you going to opt out of marriage in five years? You vowed to be there for better or worse. And that's why I can't say I totally, because I have to take in consideration the kids. And sometimes there's a lot of variables. I keep coming back to that one. With the kids. So now Mm -hmm. you bring kids into it. Okay. Then finances. People is gonna say, "Hey, we we not going nowhere because mm-hmm. we got these kids. We got these finances. Okay, yeah, but <clears throat> a lot of a lot of people <laughs> feel like you know indifferent about staying just for the kids. You know, I'm and also finances. 
does for better or worse mean that you have to stay in the worst conditions? I don't like that. I feel like that goes back to individuality. You know, I know you got into this marriage with someone, but you came in this world alone. You're going out in this world alone. you got to be happy as an individual. So if you're in some toxicity or you're in something that's just every day you waking up like, what the? am I doing you know like that's not fair to you as an individual like they say you put the mask on yourself and on and the plane going down before you put it on the baby you know even though you know this is a baby and the baby can't put that mask on without you but if you don't put that mask on you got I don't know that's hard to me you got to you can't be nowhere just suffering that's not right that's not right Mm -hmm. that ain't right I don't care what's going on that's not right to you that's not right to suffering is not good for the soul that's not Suffering is not good for the soul. That's mm. no, so I can't I can't agree with that. You know, you suffering and she he suffering, you suffering, and then y'all faking it for the kids when the kids come around. That's just I think about internal mm-hmm. internal stressors and just that's not right. And then I mean, how does it come out? Do, mm-hmm. Does it come out in a wicked weird way? Do you sleep it off? Do you drink it off? Do you out here just what becomes the outlet? Hoeing it, it off? Like what are you mm-hmm. doing? Because somehow, some way. That's going to drive you insane, and that's not right. Mm. Mm. So that's why I go back to the term variables. There's a lot of variables involved when you're talking about yeah. this renewal, you know, <laughs> this renewal process. It was There's just a lot a question, of damn pose. variables. <laughs> it's no bill being posed. Okay. Let's get that straight. No state right. has posed Got this you. legislation <laughs> as of yet it's like, no. but um it was just a question you know mm-hmm. posed on on social media but it's an interesting a, question because interesting. sometimes some people may need to reevaluate <clears throat> where they are some people don't know that they're in a toxic relationship some mm-hmm. people think that what they do is okay even if they have kids even if the kids are being affected by the behavior and the dysfunction um, because sometimes it's not always about having a relationship and holding a marriage together for the kids. If it's dysfunctional, if, if that relationship is going to affect the kids in a negative way, then it's more about like putting them in a positive environment totally. made up of the village who comes through to, to kind of help rear those children, you know, uh, or give them the, the influences that they may, may be missing. But <clears throat> yeah, for better or for worse, sometimes makes some people, continue to be in the worst of situations when, you know, they just stick to the to idea me. of sticking with the vow rather than what my grandmother always calls self-preservation is the first law of nature. You, you got to cover your own ass at the end of the day. Right. You got to be here for your kids if somebody is, you know, because the other thing is black women's health. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of health issues and stress mm-hmm. on us as, as, as women. So, you know, that can affect your health. It's not just a mental thing, you know, heart You're disease right. and other things can come about. But, um, yeah, we'll see if they try to reevaluate some of these marriages. Marriage. The future. Um, okay. Okay. So, so winding down. Cause yeah, we want to go, uh, check out the rest of this festival and see two chains. Yes. Right. Right. Um, okay. So let me ask you, married ladies. What advice would you give women who want to be married and maybe women who are married uh, that you think is successful for marriage? You know, 
I would say let it come to you. Mm. It, live your live your life, your best life. Don't look for marriage. Just go out here every day living your life, enjoying life. Um, go out, date, but don't expect anything out of it and then see what becomes of it. Mm-hmm. Just take your time and be yourself. Be yourself. You can't be nobody else. I love that one because everybody else is already taken, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So um, I would say the same too. Um, enjoy the moments um, and also diversify. Like mm, um, that's important. Don't you know? You had two good dates and now you're all enmeshed in him. You know, still take the time to see what else is out there. You know. Um, uh, my grandmother used to say that, you know, it, it takes like six, everyone <laughs> brings a representative for the first six to eight weeks. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, get the time, get past that representation stage. You know, everyone has that new car scent, you know, um, so, you know, try to get past that. And, um, at this stage in the game, we're not really, um, you can't change anyone, only person you can really change is yourself, and you really you're at the age in our forties where you're damn near not going to even change ourselves. <laughs> so don't be out here thinking yeah, you're going to change somebody, yo. Because what you, see is what you get, what you see is what you get out here, baby. You know, mm-hmm. and no, and then I hate to say it, TNAS. You know, just ladies, be careful, be mindful. You know, these men play a lot of games. They see that you know we want things, and you know sometimes I feel like. There, there are more of them than there are of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just, just be good to yourself. Um, if you have brothers and uncles and fathers, talk to them. Always know what the game is. See what they're talking about out here, and um, that's about it. But take care of yourself, most definitely. Hmm. Well, well, ladies, take that and put it in your pipe and smoke it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll just add, um, you know. <clears throat> And, and and I'm not a married lady, but I will say you have to be honest and truthful with yourself. Because like I said, you know, I know why I'm not married. And I know it's partly because I had my guard up for so long. And the number mm-hmm. one reason is dating. Mm-hmm. You know, I always said I hated dating. I just, yeah, uh, it's just is. something about, See, I like you know, you can't trust thing. everybody. And so, okay, see, that's my goddaughter clocking my time. I'll get back to her. But anyway, um, you know... It, and I got to trust myself more than I do the process. Mm, and that's right. where I'm at in yes, life. And ma'am. I don't know why it took me 20 years to do this because I could have got it out of my bones in my 20s. But I'm at that place and it's okay. Date. I finally enjoy got there. It. And I'm and enjoying it now. I'm at a place open. where I can yeah. enjoy it. And I appreciate it because you got to learn yeah. about folks. You, you really to. do. You must. You really do. And that's what dating is. Learning about people and not just saying, oh, you're cute. We vibe. Hey, let's try. It ain't even about that no more. No. You know, it's, it's a whole another level to this thing here um but relationships companionships marriage and otherwise are very important to a lot of people you know because nobody like you said most of us come into this world by ourselves but nobody really wants to be in the world by themselves i agree you know um so with that said uh well friends thank you for joining us again we're going to get out of here and enjoy the rest of this cannabis filled weekend Uh, And thanks again for tuning in to 15 Minutes of Flame. Until next time, stay sex positive and elevated.